Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the UGA Sports Sunday Night Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by my co-host, as always, Jason Butt and Ben Choppy Bachman. This week, guys, we're going to dive into the NFL Draft. It's starting Thursday night. The Dogs have 13 eligible players that could be selected and uh, up to five potentially in the first round. So we want to kind of break down each of those guys, where we see maybe a best fit. Obviously, we want to talk about Stetson. There's a lot of uh, stuff coming out about him this past uh, week or so saying he's undraftable, things of that nature. So we'll dive into that. Uh, the Jalen Carter story, the saga of Jalen Carter. We'll dive into that as well as uh, could Nolan Smith get drafted above Jalen Carter? Uh, who's going to be the first dog off the board? We'll talk about that as well. Georgia had 15 players drafted last year, so they can't, uh, you know, Go over that this year. They don't have that many players in the uh, draft pool, but we'll talk about each one of them. Before we get started, though, guys, we'll go around the horn here. Jason, but your weekend, it was short, I'm sure, but uh, how'd you uh, how'd you fare? <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about that here. <laughs> no, um, oh, no, like I'm just, I'm just, I know, I'm just playing. Okay, um, okay. I'll say betting wise, because you know I'm a degenerate on that, on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yesterday was great. Today, not so great. It's funny how that happens. Mm. And Wait, question uh, ben, on the betting ben, front for Paul. Isn't it Georgia? It's illegal. Sports betting. Well, not, you know, there's a lot of illegal things, Ben, and there's ways around them. So let's uh, just I, keep uh, that moving. Okay. Got to get that fixed. Got yeah, to get, get that fixed down there. That's just stupid to me. Of all the states, like that's one of the biggest states. Uh, I bet you, regard, regardless of political party, the next governor will probably change that. Just Brian, Brian Kemp just doesn't, doesn't want it. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, I'll, I'll eventually get it. Until then, you know, we'll we'll find ways, Ben. We'll find ways. And speaking of uh, finding ways, did you find your way back home this weekend, Ben? I heard you had a big party on Friday night. You you got back home. You're good. No, I, the last time I went out in uh, Taos, Maryland, did not end up well. I was uh, knocked out by, on the side of a subway. My buddy had to come get me. He's like, "Dude, you're laying on the ground on the subway." I'm like, "Never even eaten there." Oh. Uh, but uh, no, I think my weekend overall was pretty good. Um, there you go. It's been the same old, same old the last three weekends, but overall pretty good. And hopefully one of these one of these days I might go out to Camden with, with Jason and maybe we, we will actually get hammered out there and have a good old time. That would be great. I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've been I, I don't drink anymore, but I've uh, I've experienced hammered Jason. He's quite fun. He's a quite quite fun guy to be around. Really I've fun. heard some old stories about uh, Paul and, and some threads on the board about you know some old uh, ladies that he used to be with. So uh, yeah, man, it's, old it's, Paul, it's Paul in his prime must have been an animal. This Paul, it's, yeah. it, it was a steep downfall for Mister Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> steep downfall. <laughs> but guys, as always, man, if you guys want to join the show, you know how to do it. The link's in the description. You click that, you get it put into a virtual waiting room. We're able to see your face and we'll put you into the show. I see we already got Eddie from Ackworth waiting. We'll bring him on here in just a second. But guys, we also, if you don't, if you're a little camera shy, it's all right. No big deal. We want to know where you're watching us from. We do that every show as well. So go ahead and put into the live chat where you're watching us from. We'll throw it up here on the screen. I already see we've got uh, Andy Stowe over here and Joe Huff. Uh, saying Royston's in the house, and apparently uh, Andy Stowe lives in Royston too. Isn't that the home of uh, Ty Cobb, right? Ty Cobb, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, I learned that in my Georgia Studies class back mm -hmm. in uh, seventh or eighth grade, I think. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to join the show, do that. If not, no big deal. Just comment in the comment section, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll jump on it from there. 
Before we let this uh, lower third go too, guys, the Rogue Shop, rogueshop.com, use promo code BULLDOGS10, get 10% off your order. They were running a uh, 420 special. So if you're members of UGA Sports, uh, get 30% off. So uh, make sure to check those guys out. And uh, you will fail a drug test, though, just to let you know. Just to let you know. Let's bring in Eddie from Ackworth. Eddie's sitting back porch living. He's got he's got brick pillars, so you know he's got money. How you doing, Eddie? <laughs> Man, it's a beautiful day. Can y'all hear me? I'm using new yeah. headphones. Can y'all hear me? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. We, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I had to come out here and enjoy this evening. It's just perfect. It's been perfect today. So, Man, yeah. you, you hey, know by you, the way, can, can I interject this real quick? The two listeners you just mentioned from Royston. Yeah, my wife was born in Royston, Georgia. So it's, it's well, all coming for a circle. What's here. happening right now? Yeah, is that is that not crazy? Yeah. Maybe Andy Stowe is your long lost son, Eddie. You just don't well, know. Paul, my, my sources say there were a big NIL event the other day, and it looks like Eddie might have been one of the people at that said event with, with mm. how this setup is looking. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, cu- I'm curious to learn more about Andy's family being in the movie. Like, like the, the old 90s movie, Cobb. Yeah. I'm, cu- I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. He said uh, he was born at the Ty Cobb Healthcare, all this stuff. Yep. I mean, where, That's where my wife yeah. was born. Wow. Look at this. Look at look at three life. It's just a it's all a simulation, folks. It's all a simulation. But anyways, let's go into another simulation, a NFL mock draft simulator. And I guess the first question that I have for you guys, like I said, we'll throw it around the horn here. We thought for I don't know, the last year pretty much that Jalen Carter was going to be the first dog picked. And now I still I still think that's the case, but yes. a lot of people are are projecting Nolan Smith as high as the Falcons now at eight. Is there a chance Jalen Carter is not the first dog taken off of this board come Thursday night? Jason? If he falls past, uh, what is it, six, I think, where uh, Seattle is. Is it it Seattle? Well, Mm -hmm. Seattle's fifth. Fifth by uh, five. That's what I'm saying. See, if he falls past Seattle – then I think there's a chance that then the chance really comes down to does Atlanta take uh, Nolan Smith, Broderick Jones, somebody like that at eight? I don't think they do when it's all said and done. Um, I kind of thought they might be, be looking at an offensive lineman. I, I don't know. It's the Falcons. They're not going to take a Georgia player that high. Let's just be no. real with ourselves. No. So um, I don't, at the end of the day, think that Jalen Carter will be the second or, or not the first. I think he'll still – He'll still go, and I kind of feel like he'll go uh, top top five, top six. I don't, I don't think he falls past there. Ben, you you, you agree with that? Yeah, I was just laughing because I find it funny that the one team that would be able to have Jalen Carter not be the first Bulldog taken would be Atlanta would be the team to do that, which to me would be funny that everybody wants they finally take a Georgia player and they take Nolan Smith over Jalen Carter, and then <laughs> it would just still be a riot that they took a Georgia It would be, yeah. Because they true. passed on J- I just think. That's the only team that can make that decision. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I feel pretty confident he goes five to Seattle, just knowing Pete Carroll's history and they need it. I think Jalen Carter goes five. I could still see he goes five and Nolan Smith goes eight. I could definitely see that because I think Atlanta's going tackle or edge rusher, <laughs> good premium position, and they're probably going to take one of those. So I still think Jalen Carter's going like five or six because if he goes past that, that's still crazy to me because his case is over. Um, it was a one-time occurrence. Obviously, it was a sad situation that happened, but his character just as a human being and as a football player isn't at stake. It's more of he made a dumb mistake driving a car, and if he just doesn't make that mistake again, 
I think you can live past it. And since the legal situation's cleared up, I just don't see how he doesn't go five or six. Eddie, you uh, you agree with these two guys? Jalen Carter is probably the first dog off the board, and Nolan Smith probably follows him. Well, I'm going to answer the question because respectfully, Jason nor Ben did they did not answer the question. The question mm. is: is there a is there a chance? Yes, is there? There is a, there chance. Is a chance. That's the question, right? <laughs> I, I thought I answered yes. If, if I think it's Atlanta that does it, if it's to me, that's the chance. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it, how how weird is it that all this may boil down to the Atlanta Falcons? And, and, and I'm with you, Jason. I, I literally think this is going to happen. I don't know why. I just have a feeling Jordan, Jalen Carter, and Nolan Smith are going to be staring them in the face, and they're going to take B. John Robinson. I just oh, have this sneaking suspicion oh. that that is going to happen. Yeah. Now, now I'm not going to be angry <laughs> about it. I think that's a that's – a, that's a for what Arthur Smith does. That's probably a good move, but to the face of people like us who are born and bred Georgia Bulldogs, that's almost a slap in the face. And they don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know Brent would love that, Paul. You know Brent's huge on the Bijan Atlanta. He's like big on he it. Is. He is. He uh, is huge on that. I think he would actually love that for the theater. I mean, you know, he's he's been mocked. Bijan Robinson has been mocked. You know. Uh, everywhere I've seen to the Falcons at eight. Um, hey, can I can I say something about what Ben said though? I, I kind of want to touch yeah. on this a little bit, and you guys know better than I do. But Ben kind of, and I'm not knocking you, Ben. You kind of glossed over what Jalen Carter's been through, and I I really think how old is he? 22. Yeah, around there. Yeah, around there. Okay. 21, 22. Yes, he made a horrible mistake, but he's having to go through his mind over and over what happened and what he witnessed and what he thinks is possibly his fault for causing this horrific accident and seeing his buddy and someone else he probably cared very deeply about, the girl, die. And since that point, I'm not saying football isn't in his mind, but his, his mindset slightly changed, and we saw that in what happened at pro day where his mind was somewhere else. And this kid is just differently focused than he was before this happened. Am I crazy about bringing that up? No, I I think, I think, I think it's probably pretty close, pretty accurate. uh, Especially what you saw at pro day, you know, it just seemed like it wasn't there. Somebody's going to obviously have to get into his head and, and hopefully that can, you know, happen when he's at rookie camp that says, you know, Hey, we gotta, we gotta move forward. And uh, but I, I, the reason I bring that up is I think NFL teams may be looking at that and thinking, where is this kid's mindset going forward? There's the chance he drops to 10, 12, or whatever we're talking about. That you're correct. So that, that's probably the one way that I see him dropping is teams start looking into that a little bit more deeply and they take that into account for whatever reason. One guy, so we, we've talked about uh, Nolan and Jalen already. And uh, I want to get your opinion on this guy next, Eddie, and then we're going to bring on Penn, uh, who, who's in the lobby. The next guy on the board who has been mocked to this team, I, I feel like everywhere I've looked, Broderick Jones has made his way up. and 13? Yeah, 13 to the Jets. I mean, this is almost Every a mock draft here. Every mock draft, this is – I look at Broderick Jones, 13, <clears> to, <throat> to the, the New York Jets. He's the third tackle taken off the board behind Paris Johnson and the Northwestern tackle, Peter Skaronsky. But 
here we are. Broderick Jones, who we thought, yeah, well, he, he probably could be a first-round pick, is now in the top half of the first-round pick at 13. Yes. What do you think about that? I think, I think he, he could be the first lineman taken. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's. I don't think thing. that's out of the question, and I think he'll be. Ta- I think there's a decent chance he gets taken before Nolan, not before Jalen Carter. I don't think, but before Nolan, I think he has a good shot to be taken before Nolan too. Because when you look at Broderick, he was a weird case that every time you go into the combine, usually guys are slightly smaller height wise. They measure like an inch quarter <clears throat> or a half inch. He was listed at Georgia at six four. He measured like six five and a quarter. And he was the most athletic guy there. Like his long-term ceiling is the best of all the offensive linemen. And when he came in that national championship game, now to tout Brent and his pro football focus, he was the highest graded player when Georgia won the national championship in that game. When he came in, the game changed. He he pancaked Will Anderson on two plays. I might yeah, be able mm-hmm. to find him. He pancaked him on two plays. He dominated him. So his potential, and also because he's an because he's such a great athlete, and because he hasn't played as many games as Paris Johnson, even though most of Paris Johnson's games have actually been at guard. And Peter Skaronsky, who I think long-term is going to be a guard at the NFL level, Broderick's ceiling is only going to go up. His best football is ahead of him. So when I look at that and I go, and this guy's character is elite, he might be the first lineman taken, and that's a premium position. So I wouldn't rule him out going in the top ten because of all those factors. Now, do I think he's probably going to still be the second or third lineman taken? That would be my guess, but him going as the first lineman taken shouldn't shock anybody. No, and I, I 100% agree with that. I, I definitely can see him going top 10 for all the reasons you outlined. I, I don't even know if I want to say anything else because it would literally just be verbatim of what, what Ben just said. Uh, I, I think that it could be a decision between Paris Johnson and, and uh, Broderick Jones when it's all said and done for the first uh, tackle taken in this draft. Which seems kind of crazy, right, Eddie? Looking at this, uh, you know, now the season's over. It does, but I'm gonna point back, and this may be a silly comparison because it's two different kids, different players. But look at Jamari Sawyer. This has got a way into their thinking. What one? What one of the coaches didn't they say that Jamari saved their season? Something along those lines. Yeah, the Chargers. I mean, yeah, the Chargers. Chargers yeah. yeah, the the I'm sorry, the Chargers. And he saved their season. What a draft pick that kid was. They got to look at that and say, these Georgia tackles, they're they're on another level. We need to look at this kid harder. Yeah. I mean, and, and if he goes to the Jets, who knows? He might be blocking for uh, old Aaron Rodgers. That would be a – I know who the might... Giants tackle is? Andrew Thomas. That that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, he, he might be the best left tackle in football. That's crazy. That's a big sell for Kirby. And I, I'm going to go on record saying this. We'll, we, we can do another show on this. But briefly, I think Andrew Thomas is the best player of the Kirby era. I just do. Ooh. That's just my hot take. That is, that is a good idea for a, a podcast, just kind of rank the, the Kirby era players. That is. Oh. Yeah, we'll get tough, but I think it'd be fun. When we get into the dog yeah. day of summer, we can definitely pull that right. one out. Sure. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Eddie, I hate to kick you out, but we got pin weight. Oh, good. We're going to go with, the, go with uh, the reliever here and um, – Thank See you, boys. These next few. Hey, you take it easy out there, Eddie. Put your uh, put your mosquito right. spray on and take it easy. That's another reason I'm out here. I don't need it yet. They're not out here. Oh, yet. yeah, true, true. They're not out yet. Oh, You're right. Glorious. The snakes are, but the mosquitoes. Are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie. Thank See you, boys. Man. See you, Eddie. All right, let's get pin. Uh, on hopefully, here. an Orioles reliever, not your uh, Braves relievers. They're not yeah. doing so well. Trust yeah. me, I hear from this man all the time about the Braves bullpen. All right. Uh, let's bring on old Pin. What's going on, Pin? Hey, boys. How are y'all doing today? 
Man, we're doing all right. We're just kind of skimming down these uh, 13 Georgia prospects that are in this NFL draft. We've made our way through the first three, which I, I think we can all probably agree on our, our first round picks. And then it kind of gets into that fringe territory. We got two fringe guys here. Who I want to discuss with you, Penn. And if you are a, uh, I don't know, Bengals at 28, maybe Eagles at 30, you looking at Darnell Washington? I think you have to. I mean, I, I think anybody who needs a tight end and and who needs some help in the run game, I think you have to take. You have Bengals. to take a look at Darnell. Yeah, the Bengals are mm-hmm. a perfect example of needing help in the run game. I mean, uh, Burrow has just been, I mean, beaten up over the last, you know, three years, and I think he would be a great – I mean, you look at what they did with him and how they how they used him to scheme – uh, Michigan a few years ago and how they used the two tight ends. And, you know, we talked about uh, – uh, Ben was talking earlier about how good Broderick was in that game when he came in and obviously how good Sawyer was and, and Mack. And, and what you, but they just schemed so well against Ajabo and Hutchison, you know, and I think part of it was those two tight ends. You got to run around them, you know, to get to the quarterback. You're talking about a longer distance. You're talking about somebody who could do very well in the passing game for Burrow and also keep him, you know, from being on his backside so much. Yeah, there, there's one guy, Darnell Washington. Like, I, I'm on this, uh, I don't know what it is, NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. There's a shout-out for you guys. And you can click on the consensus mock drafts, and you can click on each player. Darnell is one that – Nobody can agree on which team he should go to. I mean, we've got Saints here. We've got a Bengals. We've got Cardinals. We've got Dolphins at 51, Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, Bills, Chargers. I mean, everybody's just mocking uh, Darnell to go somewhere in the late first round. And then you go to other ones, and, and he's not in the first round. I think this is probably where Georgia's first rounder stop is after Darnell Washington. He's probably the last first rounder for Georgia. They'll have four. I don't know where he can go, but. You're officially out on TV? Is, I think so. I think so. I got, I'm, I'm not, you're out. I'm not out on him. I'm not. I think the NFL is out on him. I um, think I, I have this weird. This is my my thought on Keeley, and it's it goes back. It's funny. I, I mean, does Seattle do what um, the Packers did? What uh, last year was it? Last year? Yeah, it was last year. I mean, do they take two Georgia players in the first round? Uh, Keeley fits Seattle. It's kind of like Jalen Carter yeah. fits Seattle. No yeah. trainers. Seattle picks. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle picks twenty. I think. Um, I think if he gets past twenty, he might fall to the second round. But that's where that's where I'm looking at Keeley in the first round. As, at twenty. Uh, twenty. I, the Seahawks notoriously. I don't want to say reach because. They just like their mindset typically is, hey, if we like this player a lot and we think he's going to go, you know, say early, early 30s, like go ahead and take him. But yeah, they've done that. They took Bruce Irvin at fifth, I think it was 15 or 16 when nobody had Bruce Irvin remotely close to that area. And he he showed up and showed out. Kenny Ringo's from Seattle and his mentor and trainer is Richard Sherman. And he's that type of build. They had, I think it was uh, Brandon Browner, who was 6'4". Sherman was 6'3". They love those big corners that do stuff like that, who fit that type of defense. So that would be like the perfect spot because it fits. So he fits the defense. That's where he's from. 
I mean, that logically makes the most sense for Keeley if you were to go in the first round. Unless some team like Jacksonville needs a corner because their corner opposite Campbell, I don't know who it is. He sucked. Like this year, every time I watch, he's, I don't know who he was. He was awful. But so maybe Jacksonville's just like, we'll pair him with his old college teammate. But other than those two, I, I don't know. I don't think my Ravens are going to take Keeley um, personally. The Giants, okay, cool. the Giants are the other team that I would, I think, may just because Wing Martindale, uh, former Ravens coordinator, he kind of likes those, 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 long, those taller cornerbacks. So, I, I, and they they do a lot of cover three. So, yeah, I think um, to me, to me, Seahawks, Giants, and if not those two, he's probably second round. Does he move that, to safety? Yeah, that was a really good point uh, you made. I think both Jason and Paul are right. It's just going to take a specific team to like him, but I yeah. think. More than likely, he'll probably slide into the second round. Like Ben has said, he, he may be more suited for safety. But a, but a team playing cover three, like you said, Jason, that's the team that's going to like him, and he's really really good in that role. I mean, I mean, a guy that runs a four three, it's not like he's uh, you know slow or you know. I mean, Richard Sherman was a four five seven guy, you know, and he he's physical. I think it just may take him a little time. I also think he had a lot going on, and and you know he's a little bit like Jalen, but in a different way in that, you know, he had a lot of stuff going on with his mother, you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. I think his focus wasn't there. If you look, it wasn't the initial coverage. I mean, watching him, I was there for both the, the SEC title game and the, and the peach bowl. And he just lost in the scramble drill. What like Harrison was, was beating him. And I watched him. I don't know if you remember, we didn't recover the fumble. But he tracked Harrison down across the field to cause a fumble that ended up going out of bounds. He did. He was clearly faster. I mean, it was it was not even a contest. I mean, he was two steps faster in a 10-yard go in that situation. And he caught him so fast. It wasn't for speed. It was a scramble drill. And that's what was getting him killed in that, in the, that game and against LSU. Um, LSU was the same way. He just – it's like he lost focus or – I'm not sure. I, I I do think he's got a chance to be a, a first round pick, but I I think you'll end, he'll end up in the second round somewhere. Now, here's another question for you guys. We we've talked about those. What, how many players is that? Five. Five. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming. Now we we have eight other guys to discuss. One of the the best Georgia draft pick out of the 2023 draft will be out of those five, or one guy we haven't discussed yet, maybe Stetson Bennett. Uh, it, I, look, look, I'm not, I'm not here to, I'm here to entertain. Okay. Um, so uh, here to, here to poke the bear, if you will. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably one of those five, but the next guy up that I think will be taken off of draft boards. Cause it's, it's kind of weird for Georgia in the sense that they have these, you know, five guys that could go first round, early second for Keeley and Darnell, you know, in, in the first 50 picks, let's say that way, five guys in the first 50. And then it really kind of drops off in the sense that Kenny Mack or Stetson, I would assume are the next guys drafted. I think it's Chris Smith. Really? Yes. I think it's Chris Smith. I think the best value guys is none of the three. I think if you're talking about best value, the best value pick in this draft for any Bulldog will be Warren McClendon. It's going to be Warren McClendon without a doubt. Just like Sawyer last year, people were I, I agree on him. That. His resume is is untouchable. The same with 
Broderick Jones, the same with Sawyer. It drove me crazy. The Falcons are an hour away. You couldn't call over and say, okay, if you're going to take one of the two, would you take Schaefer? Would you take Sawyer? <laughs> you know, that's just idiocy beyond anything I <laughs> comprehend because those guys have blocked everybody. Okay, I mean, we, we discussed that. Yeah, that was that was yeah, that, that that one is unforgivable. That was maybe Paul's greatest rant of all time is when we just said Paul talk <laughs> about the Falcons for 10 minutes, and that was just maybe the most entertained I've ever been by Paul before. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough, Penn. And, and I knew it was gonna I knew it was gonna happen when they drafted Schaefer and they didn't draft Sawyer. And and then like Eddie said, uh Brandon Staley from the Chargers was like, Hey, Sawyer saved our season. Like, no shit. Mm-hmm. I bet he did. Right. <laughs> how is the sixth round though how how does he slip that was the other thing i think mcclendon's gonna go in the fifth or sixth round for somebody and he's gonna be starting by the end of year one or the beginning of year two i mean i just i think he's one of those guys that's mm-hmm. just seen it all and he's coming in and it's not like he's gonna see something he's seen adam anderson he's seen nolan smith he's seen Ajabo, he's seen uh, Hutchinson, he's seen Will Anderson, he's seen Turner. I mean, all the defensive tackles that have played for us. He's seen Trayvon Walker, who is going to scare him when he walks into the NFL when he's seen all those guys before he gets Mm -hmm. there. And blocked them well, not just blocked. You know, he's blocked them well. It's not like he's been giving up a ton of sacks. Yeah, so so I guess the question is why is he – like? He's not even listed on uh, ESPN's list of best offensive tackles. Was it his measurables? Was it his measurables and athleticism? I mean, it's it's the same thing that it's the reason why nobody thought he would be what he was at UGA was measurable. Everybody was saying Mims will overtake him or whoever, you know, will be there. And as good as Mims was, he still couldn't overtake or is he couldn't overtake him. You know, it's just because the kid is that solid. I think he's going to be the guy that, that we look back and say, you know, he was the best value pick of this draft for the dogs. Yeah, yeah I'm looking I'm looking right here, and NFL.com has him listed as a 6.0, which they say is a traits or talent to be above average backup. And then when you break it down, his athleticism score, he was a 12th-ranked offensive tackle, 6'4", 306, 35, 34.5 arm. 10-inch hands? I mean, it. I don't know. That's he didn't work point. out at the combine, I don't think, which was odd to me. Was that it? I think that might be what kills him because I think if he worked out and killed it at the workout, I think he definitely would have went up because I don't recall him working out. Yeah. I know Broderick did. Yeah, I don't see a 40 time listed for him anywhere. Yeah. So that, that might be it. But well, the most entertaining pick is going to be when Stetson goes to Dallas and then Dax, something's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> Oh, I do see. I do see Stetson going back to his favorite place in the country, Texas, where he's had the most fun. Jeez! And then he's going to tear it up, and uh, on the field, not off. Mm. And he's going to lead them to playoff success. Might be even a greater story than winning Georgia title if he wins in Dallas in the playoffs. With all he's done, is going to be like the NFL like wants that to happen. So what round? What round do you think that is, Ben? Oh, I think Ooh. it's like fourth or Yeah, fifth. You, you wanted to bring him up. I think it's fifth. I think it's fifth. I think the most entertaining place he could end up would be Chicago. I mean, we'd finally get the answer. Who's better? Oh, <laughs> that is the best. That is the best scenario we could ever Can you ever imagine hope for? the preseason on the dog vent with all that going on? And, and oh, it's yeah. going to be just a matter of time before Stetson takes over for Justin Fields. I mean, oh, there's going to be people saying it. <laughs> 
Jeez. I think that's the best place. Yep. Brent Chicago. wants him in Miami. Yeah, I, I've talked to Brent about Stetson, and we both kind of came to this consensus that there's a third-round pick for Miami. I think it's like 90-something that I I feel, man, I feel that Stetson – and I know, I know you guys are going to be like, well, this is crazy. I feel like he probably could go there. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's round. crazy. I'm not going to say it's crazy because the NFL is, is, you know, ridiculous. I got a quick prediction. Brady's going to end up in, in Miami before the year's out this year, I think. I, do. I think Tua. I think Tua gets a concussion and they and they bring him back in Miami before it's all said and done. That's Tua my, does that's need my, to hang it up. Yeah, yep. I'm sorry. Tua's got to hang it up. Well, Tua Tua came out and said he was like they asked him about hanging it up. He was like, "No, I can't. I have a family and I have my son now." And it's like, isn't that the opposite reason? That should be the exact <laughs> reason you want to hang this up so you can still right. hold on to him. Well, you know, his dad used to whip him with a belt when he had bad games. He's probably still scared of the belt coming for him when he's done. You know? <laughs> I mean, that poor kid at Maryland probably got his ass beat regularly. <laughs> Jeez. Wore <laughs> the belt out, huh, Pen? Wouldn't you hate to be Talia right about now on that belt? You got to compare yourself to Tua. He probably, I mean, good Lord. Uh, he probably had to change belts and then go and use it so many times on that kid. Dear um, God. It is Dear. awful, but that is true. I mean, they've they read that. He said that's yeah. how he used to motivate him was with the belt, which is insane. Yeah, he, they, they went on camera with ESPN and told that story, and I think yeah. uh, much, of, much of the nation was like, well, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, you're freely admitting this? This is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he, he doubled down for sure. That's uh, I think <laughs> Brady. Brady's going to end up in Miami, so um, well, you know that would that would also answer the question if he gets drafted by Miami, who's better, Stetson Bennett or Tom Brady? I think we could probably figure that <laughs> yeah, out we as could, well. Yeah, we could see that as well. I mean, uh, I think overall though, probably fifth round for Stetson. I agree. I, yeah, I've seen, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking fifth. I teased it at the beginning of the show because I saw it. And I don't even know if it, I guess it was true. I don't know. Everything on the internet is true, right? Abe Lincoln said that one time. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you guys just <laughs> went with that shit. <laughs> All right. Anyways, yeah, right. Uh, oh, no, I, I saw something where there was a team saying that they have character concerns over Stetson and he's off their board and uh, they shouldn't get drafted. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's character. Just because of the Dallas incident? I like guess interviews, the interviews, he was like, you know, you know, he's kind of a, you know, he would pause and, you know, he really tries to give, I think he just weirded some GMs out or something. They said his interviews were wonkier or something. That, that, uh, that's a great way to put it, Penn. He, it's not that he's does it on purpose, but his interviews are always like, he stops and he pauses and he, he wants to give you something, but sometimes it's just word salad and, you're like, what the hell? He didn't say anything, but he thought about it for a long time. And and I, I could see that. Like, you're in a 30 minute meeting with this kid, and he's like trying to give you philosophical answers, but really he's just giving you a, a, a word salad. And you're like, yeah, this kid's kind of weird, man. A little, yeah. Like, what, I, what? I don't know. I don't see any character. I don't see any characteristics. No, I mean, absolutely. The whole thing could happen to anybody. What happened out there, you know, he's looking for his girlfriend and knocking on the wrong door. I mean, that was, I mean, he's an idiot, but I mean, that's not. You know something where there's character concerns over breaking the law, or I mean, shoot, that, that happened to me a couple of times in Athens, just trying to find my yeah. way home. 
Seriously, you know? I couldn't find my car coming out of Logan's one night after I had too many Roadhouse iced teas, and it was just in the parking lot. So I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, why they would. <laughs> Ben's never questioned me as his leader, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> we had we, we had a we lived over off of um, Cloverhurst one year, it was over near um, Snelling Dining Hall, and one of our buddies had his uh, frat brother come up from Valdosta State, and we went downtown and we lost him. His, his name, I'm not going to say his first name. His last name was Domer. We called him Domer or Dome Dome. So um, we lost him though. And we get back and we're like, dude, he's got nowhere to go. This is the only apartment he knows up here. And we go out on the porch and we're taking part in some uh, porch activities. And we look down in the parking lot and Domer is running shirtless through the parking lot. And there's no way in 400 hell that he whether he knew where he was because we lived off Cloverhurst. I mean, you had to go back roads. Oh, yeah. We're, we're like, Domer. He looks up. He's like, oh, my God. He starts bawling his eyes out. He's like, I, I was just running, man. I didn't know where I was. He comes inside. So, yeah, we, man, we've all been there. We've all been yeah. there. I feel for Seth on that, man. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. There's, there's no uh, – it was God sent that, that uh, we found Domer that night because he just ran by and was just running. And uh, lucky for him, we, we were outside. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think everybody has that kind of story, and I don't I don't see any issues with him. I, a lot of people say you were talking about that, that he's not going to slip, he, that uh, he won't, uh, that Baltimore may take him with Munkin. Uh, yeah, that's that would, a lot of – I saw Daniel Jeremiah said that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, would, I don't know. <laughs> Next guy on the board here, uh, Jeremy Neighbors. Big friend of the show, big part of the family over here. He was a big fan of the uh, POS that we have on. Says, uh, we talked about McClendon. We've talked about Stetson. We're jumping over Kenny Mac, I think. But he says, do y'all think Kieris gets drafted? No. I don't no. think so. I don't think so. I think he, he goes somewhere. He might has a, have a chance to make a roster as a returner. And But, yeah. I mean, I, look, I don't know. That, y'all watched him this year, right? I mean, he should have played more the last few years, but he's over on the – I watched him specifically in the the SEC championship game. That guy is stretching nonstop in between possessions and in between plays. That he is hurt or that there's something, you know, wrong with him, you know, more than what we've heard, you know, some kind of injury yeah. or something that's not right because his production when he's in the game did not match the amount of snaps they've got. I mean, and they went to him on that most important throw in the in the uh, in the Peach Bowl, Ohio State. After they hit Arian, the first throw, the second throw uh, down the seam was to Kiaris. I mean, that's who they went to. So why he didn't play more, or, I have no idea. Here's another one, guys. We'll get back to Kenny Mac too. Robert Beal. Yes, Robert Beal gets drafted. Yeah. Seven, I think he's six, eight, like six round, six seven, because he also yeah. tested well. He did, and Robert Beal, I think, could be the. Uh, no, I'm not going to go that far. I was going to say the defensive version of Warren McClendon, uh, yeah. but Warren McClendon, I think, will will eventually start some games in the league. Robert Beal's good, uh, and I think he's been overshadowed a lot at Georgia, and some of it's his own fault. You know, got passed over in the depth chart and had to stick around and kind of fight his way through everything, but. He led the lead or led the team. Was it last year? Two yeah, years ago. Sacks. Sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he can get after the quarterback. He's played in big games. 
SEC graduate, which never hurts. You know, he, he graduated from Georgia. He was around long enough, so good thing he got his degree. But um, I, I think he he's a guy that uh, could definitely make a roster. Special teams guy, backup outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah. yeah he Pruitt uh, commit. Oh yeah, Jeremy Pruitt commit. Oh God, he was. Wow, hard to believe. Wow. No, he his story is the reverse Darian Kendrick, and that I think you know testing well may have got him into the the draft, and that's why I think he'll be a six rounder. But I could see him producing kind of what Penn was saying. I mean, uh, Kendrick did not test well last year, and so a lot of people figured he wouldn't get drafted, and then he still got drafted, and then he ended up playing a lot. And um, I, I could see I could see Bill finding a role for sure as a rookie and uh, being kind of a late round gem. Yeah. I agree. He's he's always uh, seemed to do well when he's gotten his opportunity. He just hadn't he didn't get a lot of opportunities until you know injuries and and uh, Anderson's case happened for sure. What about and this one's intriguing to me, guys, because I think it could go very well or or not so well for Kenny Mack. What about Kenny Mack? Where where's he sitting uh, for you guys? Man. Currently, right now, people are saying fifth round for him. I'll that's take cra- that's crazy to me. I'll take him in Baltimore all day. I think he should be I think he should be much higher than the fifth round. I, I think he I think he should be a third round kind of guy. 4.6240 is what kind of held him back. Verticals 26 percentile. Uh, his three colors. He, he does just put the film on. He does so much. I'm, just, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think again that that's I'm sure teams they look at it and 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 that sort of stuff when you're comparing him to other players, you know, it's you can you know, mark them off, you know, put them below other guys. But, I mean, what he does in the passing game is not that not that many running backs can do that. And that is uh, that is something the NFL has been turning to. And, you know, look at Tony Pollard. I think that's probably a good comparison for, for Kenny McIntosh and that Tony Pollard is such a well-rounded running back and has, you know, slowly over these last few years been able to overtake Zeke Elliott because – he can do so much more than Zeke Elliott can do within the whole offense. I agree. I, I think McIntosh is going to do he, – he's one that his testing didn't match his film at all. I mean, not even close. I, yeah. And, you know, last year I was the guy who said I didn't think he was going to be our best running back. I said Milton was going to be the guy. If, if you all remember one of the shows yep. you know, before the season, you know, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, he, he really proved his pass blocking improved. That was a big problem that he had. I think – He's going to be terrific for somebody, and I cannot, and I cannot put my finger on who he reminds me of. Maybe a Kenyon Drake type guy. You know, I think yeah. it could be somebody. Although Drake's a little bit faster than he is uh, time wise, but you know, somebody who can get between the tackles when you need it, and somebody who can you know go out in the pass routes and and block. I I think he'd be a good special teams guy. I mean, I can't imagine. I know he's going to go fifth, sixth round, but he should be going third, second, third, or fourth round, in my opinion. I think he's one of the best running backs in the draft. I think what hurts Kenny Mack, though, is there are a lot of running backs, and a lot of teams fall in love with their guy, right? And and it could also help Kenny Mack. You know, he he could be that guy for a team that has a third-round pick, and, and that's their guy, and they want, you know, Kenny Mack. But, uh, you know, Bijan, Jameer Gibbs uh, – a chain or a chain from uh, AM. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Zach, the Zach kid, Zach Charbonnet or whatever his name is from UCLA. I mean, there's some good backs in this in this draft. I think people have Charbonnet going in the second round, and I'm like, they're really having Kenny go in the fifth. 
or I've seen someone have Kenny in the seventh, and it's like mm-hmm. you're going Charbonnet in the second. I'm like, yeah, right. It's a it's a good value. It's a good value pick. Uh, I agree. I'm, you talk about those guys. I'll ask you a question. Outside of Bijan, you're going to put one of those guys in place of Kenny Mack on our team last year? I'm not putting A-Chain or Gibbs to run between the tackles or, or in, in in front of Kenny last year. Not after the Missouri game. He was by far, in my opinion, better than those guys. Um, you know, it, now everybody loves Gibbs. I've, I've heard that. and I know he's fast and quick. But, I mean, look, he had – he had Alabama's line in front of him blocking last year. I really think he's probably the most overrated prospect in the draft just because he's so light. He's 194 pounds. There's not been a single – Ben and I had this discussion. There ain't been a single guy like that that's – I mean, I think the, the Shady McCoy is a big comparison. He was 205. You know, I mean, there's a big difference in size there, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Penn, don't say that to Heath. That's his, that's his guy, is yeah. Gibbs. Trust me, you know, you never – I know he, he never, never lets me hear the that. end of it on Gibbs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would probably take – I definitely would probably take Gibbs over Kenny Mack. Um, and Second half of the year, Ken, Kenny was better. I got to give – pro- And probably Tank. I'd probably take Tank over Kenny Mack too. But I'm a, I'm a big Tank guy. I'm a big Tank guy. I've been, been, been a Tank you know, guy. You know? I will say this, though. We haven't brought him up yet. The most disrespected Bulldog and the most underrated Georgia player of all time is Christopher Smith. And we have not glossed this over. If anyone got hurt more by testing, I'm letting you know right now, if Christopher Smith ran a low 4-4, I would take him in the top 50. I think yeah. he's a better if, – if he had the speed, I would take – I think he's just as good as Brian Branch. On film, Whoa. if you just look at sure film – oh, no, 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 no. At safety, I'm, I think Christopher Smith had a better career than Brian Branch. I'm sorry. Brian Branch is also small. He didn't test well. If Christopher Smith was fast, I would take him. I I don't understand why he makes it out of day two of the draft. I I don't understand it. That's a big one. That's a big one there. Wow, Paul, I need you to chime in with this look on your face. Yeah, Paul's going hood hood on us here. I mean, straight up. You you think it's crazy if to take Chris Smith day two of the draft? You think it's crazy? You're you're really down on him? Who's a leader of that defense? He has great instincts. That guy has the best instincts of any defender on the team. Who's the best ball hawk of the Kirby era? That it's Chris Smith. Bowl. His instinct showed up in the Peach Bowl with, with that uh, blocked field goal, for sure. We done? <laughs> Paul, I don't know how you're going to win this one against me. I'm just letting you know. You're 5'11". 5'11". So he's in the 22 percentile of safeties. He's 192 pounds in the 15 percentile of safeties. So he's 5'11 for safety. That that's That's your criticism? And he's 192 pounds, okay? And look, look, I love Chris Smith, dude. I remember going and watching him and, you know, seeing him at seven on sevens when he was 15, 16 years old, talking to him, his dad, William Poole, his dad. Like, I love Chris Smith. Chris Smith and I talk all the time. I I like Chris Smith. But to say he's a a second-round safety – that's that's a little it's a little I, I said the 40s would kill them. If if you told me he was 4-4, four, four, I take his, him. So so just so everybody knows his 40 was 462, his yeah, three that's, cone that's drills 7.45 in the 2 percentile of three cone drills. His been like none of his numbers look good. You turn on the tape, yes, he looks great. But I think he's like a fourth round guy to me. He, he plays think, like he's 220. He plays like he's Have you seen him go up and make plays there? And as a ball hawk, he's the best ball hawk in, in Kirby's era. Kirby's so you're so you're Kirby. taking Chris Smith over uh Brian Branch? Based off sheer film, he has better film than Brian Branch. Yes. You're, you're taking him over Antonio Johnson? 
I don't know about that one. Okay. What about Jordan Battle? 6'1, 209. No. Four, Battle five, doesn't five. impress me. Oh, I mean, the DBs okay. don't impress me. The only uh, one is Kool-Aid. I, I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to be damn good next year. But okay, the other look, ones, I'm not look, impressed by Bama's defense. No hate on – no hate on – no hate at all on, on Chris Smith. I like Chris Smith, man. I just don't see a second well, round No hate on him. You're the one hate on you. are like, look at no, him. No, I, 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 I don't see a second round grade. He's in, a, he's in a bottom one percentile at, at this and this and this three times. Oh, so he, so he stinks, but no hate on Chris Smith. You pulled the hood of hate over your head. <laughs> the hood of hate. <laughs> we saw the hood of hate come out, man. We I mean, did. Because Ben's, Ben's talking a little reckless. He's talking, he's talking a little reckless. Chris Smith. Where, where would you have Chris Smith go then, Paul? I don't, I don't, I don't deny that he's talking a little reckless, but you did bring out the hood of hate. I'll I did bring out the hood. I had but, to, though. Paul, what <laughs> round do you have Chris Smith going? Fourth or fifth. Okay, so if I said I would take him in the third round, that's like a one round up. I don't see how that's absurd. I, I said mean, if you take him late third, you take him in the second. You take him early third. I mean, I don't know. I, look, you said his second. film is second round level. You're film. out of your mind. All right, his measurables on. are nowhere near it. I, I think the that. better the the mediation here is is I'll ask you, Paul, this if and this is you know obviously fantasy land, but if what he's saying I think is if he ran a four four. Would you then take him in the second or third round at four six two and what he did in the cone drills? I agree with you. He ain't going past fifth or sixth round, but at, I mean that would be something where if he tested better, I think he would go higher because his, you know of his production. Yeah, that, I mean, that's where he's saying you could maybe get me there. You could maybe get me there, but if my aunt had a you know she right she'd be my uncle. So you know, <laughs> what whatever. Uh, Jack Pod, one guy we haven't talked about, guys. Is Jackpot getting drafted? No. 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 No? No. no. He'll get a tryout. Yeah, he'll be an undrafted free agent. He's got and, a um, chance to make a lot of money in the XFL and the USFL, but I don't think he's going um, <laughs> to. He'll be a draft pick to one of those leagues. Really? Yeah, I mean, he's a good kicker. I mean, he's a great college kicker, but I don't think he's an NFL guy. Jason, personally. you know the Ravens could make him the backup kicker and then flip him for a fourth-round pick. That is, that is the specialty <laughs> in what Baltimore does. They flip they, backup kickers for, like, fifth-round picks. Genius. And then you them. have the last, yeah. guy for, the last guy for Georgia, which we, for whatever reason, he entered the draft, but I don't think, like – Is it Warren Erickson? Yeah. He's kind, I think he's, no. coming back, he's coming back to Georgia, I think, to, like, be a graduate assistant, potentially. So um, – but he declared for the NFL draft. Did he even test? I don't know if he tested or not. He was no, he didn't get an invite to the combine. But I'm saying, did he test? Like, what was his what was his stuff at pro day? I, I don't think they have those numbers. I, I see. So, I, I think he yeah. was holding up the bags. I'm sorry, he was holding up the bags for Broderick and Warren. He is he a guy that if if Schaefer got drafted, could Warren Erickson possibly get drafted too? I mean, they missed uh, enough yeah. blocks together to, uh, you know, over the years. You know, they. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. He he was Jeez, he was a very. Man. I got the hood of hate on myself right now, but I I just don't think he's getting drafted. I feel the, bad for saying that. Sorry, Warren, if you're listening. But uh, if the Falcons took Warren Erickson over Warren McClendon, I want to sit here and see Paul's reaction. Holy crap! I, I just want to sit back and I'm just gonna be like, Paul. You could talk about that for two hours. I'm just gonna. Sit there, a whole back. episode could be devoted to a that. whole episode of Paul. <laughs> I, I want to see this now. I want to see the Falcons go Warren Erickson and McClendon uh, still out there. 
Uh, the Bears going Stetson is is the one that's kind of <laughs> gosh, dude. Uh, you know, it, it hadn't even occurred to me Please. that scenario. Oh, I would also I want Jake to sign there too. Just get as many Jacob. Yes, <laughs> just put all four Let's of them. Put in the I'll say put Fromm there. Yeah, get Fromm out of uh, semi retirement or whatever. Somebody it's it's just a say, huge battle. They have we would um, really like Joe. <laughs> What's the NFL show they had? Oh man, the Ravens were on it. it hard knocks. Hard yeah. knocks. They just have hard yeah. knocks of just the quarterback battle of just Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, Justin Fields, and the mailman, and it's just going to be the greatest viewership <laughs> of all time. You know what? That would get some ratings, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whole state of Georgia would be tuning <laughs> in. There'd be yeah, you know, in the history of the state. There'd be four million Atlanta people would be watching that. <laughs> yeah, you know how they have, like, those uh, – for the shows, they have the the hot – the heat maps of, like, where people oh, are yeah. watching from? <laughs> it would be, like, Chicago would be red, and then Georgia, the whole state would just be scorching, red. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, then you'd have like a little red dot on Lake Stevens, Washington, for Jacob Beeson's family up there watching as well. Um, <laughs> that would, man, that would be something. That would be something. I think he's uh, been on like twenty teams in a span of four of like three or four years now. Jacob Beeson. It's like still I check my phone. I'm like, he was just on like three different teams last yeah, week, and now he's on like the Chargers. He's going to be on the Savannah Bananas at some point with <laughs> this. With this freaking. Yeah, where is he? Season. Hold uh, on, let's look that up. San Diego. He was with the Colts for a minute too. Yeah, he yeah. was. Hopefully, he's still. In the he, he was in. He was. He was. With oh, it looks Seahawks. like he's with uh, Carolina right now. Carolina. Carolina. Okay, that's like the eighth. I mean, he's I been. He has been on like so many teams already in his career. How has many been quarterbacks does Carolina have on the roster right now? Like forty. Yeah. Okay, he's been on the Colts, Seahawks, Panthers, 49ers, and Panthers again. Mm. He's been on a new team each year. Wow. He was drafted in the fourth round too. That's you don't see that from. He uh, started for the Colts. I think they entered that year and they were like, (laughs) "That's right, that's right." Who was going to start? And it was like Jacob Eason the whole preseason. Like this Eason guy's got talent. Never. Was that it? They went. Yeah, but they also went with Sam Ellinger too. Yeah, they went with Sam Ellinger and they cut Jacob Eason when he was like going to enter the year as a starter. Right. yeah, Why haven't they traded for uh for your boy Lamar? I mean, wouldn't you think Indianapolis would have been a great? Here's the th- here's the them? here's the thing with they got Lamar. Gunner Minshew, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Pen. Here, here's the thing with Lamar, and I, it makes perfect sense. I forgot where I saw it. You have to give up two first round picks for Lamar, so they don't. The teams don't want to give up their first round pick this year because it's already set in stone. So right after the draft, I think, is when the market's traded because then you have next year's first-round pick and the year after's first-round pick. You don't right. have to give up your your you know pick this year, your top 10 pick or whatever. Um, so that's that's where because I'm of at. the clock on his contract, is what you're right? Yeah, about. you had to you have to give up two two first round picks to get him. And I think it would you if you did it now, it'd have to be the 2023 pick and the 2024, whereas you could bank on him coming in. And saving your franchise, and you're not having to give the Ravens a top ten pick. You give them a 25th or 26th. So if he's gone, I pray it's Houston who does it. Because if that second pick comes, oh man, you're not getting that pick though. You're not getting this year's pick. Yeah, they're not going to trade before Thursday. Yeah, they're waiting until after the draft. No, but but here's the difference with Houston. They have two first rounders this year. Doesn't matter. Also, I think and you. We're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about the 2024 draft. Like that's why yeah, nobody's I think trading. At that point, Baltimore might just say screw it and match. I, I I think that Baltimore wants to get stuff to rebuild now. Like they want to get their quarterback now. They're not just going to sit this year with 
Tyler Huntley or okay. Well, you watch your story. You watch your Pro Bowl quarterback Scoop Huntley is going to be starting the season for you. And you're I cannot believe that pick. that was a thing. <laughs> he had one touchdown and like three picks and was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Well, that was his stat line, and he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. I'm just telling you, that's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, because nobody cares about the Pro Bowl anymore. Hey, he he had Joe Burrow beat in the playoffs. I, I mean, freaking three yard QB sneak fumble for a 99 yard touchdown. Is Foster Mo- Foster Moss has a incredible comment over on YouTube. I don't want to put it on the show, but uh, props. Uh, to you, yeah, props I, I see. I see it. That's uh, that great, is that's well, a great comment. It's just a little. Kind of about my I, my joke I had earlier. Probably shouldn't have said it either, but you know, whatever. We'll we'll move forward, move past it. Um, Pin, it was great having you on the show. We're gonna wrap up here. We got about eight minutes left. Um, you looking forward to the draft on Thursday? You gonna? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna watch nacho the, spread or what? You no, know, it's one of those weird weird events where I, I watch I, I watch every round. I, don't, Dude, I do I'm, too, I'm man. Psychotic. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I literally what my wife watches every round with me. If you can believe yeah. that? Crazy. She's a keeper. So. She's a keeper yeah. then. I know, I know. Absolutely. It's 22 years, so we're pretty good so far. There you go. Oh, I do have a question. Awesome. What, what uh, network are you watching for it? Ooh. Oh, man, that's, I, I, I flip back and forth between ES, ESPN and the NFL network. It but there, you have to pick one for the first round. You go on NFL network, you go on ESPN. Pin. I'm probably going Kuiper. I, I can't. I don't know why, man. It's just a it's a. You just can't quit him? You can't you quit know? him? Yeah. I, I, I literally can't. can't. He, I, I have a story about him. <laughs> My first job is at Shoprite bagging groceries for him. Oh, really? Mel Kuyper specifically yeah, just him whenever I, he came in. You just Jason go to high school. Jason, do you know Calvert Hall? That's where Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know My about brother's Calvert, Calvert, Hall. Calvert Hall guy. Not that my family just said screw you, but because I, I went to public school. My older brother went to that's a it's a Catholic school, and because my grandmother passed away, so they were just like, okay, you can just go to public school now. But anyway, that's where Mel Kuyper went. Was Calvert Hall. So I would go to basketball camp there. And I would meet him all the time, and then I bagged his groceries for him. It's like my first job because he lives like two streets over from me. So Did I've known him a, a while, even though some of his takes and like, like he's he's the king of he's the original Paul of the Will Levis fan club. It, that is Mel <laughs> Kuyper, which I cannot stand. But Mel Kuyper, I gotta support him. He's a Calvert Hall guy. He's a Ravens Orioles guy. So I, I gotta support him. He's been jumping on the dogs here lately, though, a little bit. He was really down on some of them last year. His radio show, he was not liking Trayvon all that He much. has a radio show. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's on at like 12 o'clock on Saturdays where he – and, you know, he's not on every week, but he's uh, yeah, the show. Yeah, I mean, he's good. He's good on the radio. I mean, With I, Dari. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's he's very good. I enjoy his show for sure. I mean – I don't know. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe I'll switch it up. But for right now, I'm gonna stay with him. But uh, I appreciate you boys having me on. Y'all have a good one, and uh, and uh, please take care of Ben. He needs all the help he can get. We're trying. We're trying, Pen. Doing our best. Yeah, see, you, see you, Pen. Take care. That's Zinger Dog over on UJ. I will say quickly. What, what what networks are you guys watching? Yeah. Okay, I usually watch ESPN just because usually for me the uh, the picks come in faster. It seems like on ESPN, so like especially when you get into day two and day three, I'm probably so I'm probably going ESPN. But I did watch a little bit of NFL Network last year, and I kind of I kind of liked it. But again, I, I can't really I can't quit Mel Kiper. Like I just yeah, Mel Kiper is like a part of the draft, even if you hate him. It's just like- but I love Rich Eisen though. And he's on Info Network. Jeremiah's good. 
Like if we're just talking about analysis, well, of Jeremiah draft, and Rich Eisen, yeah, like I, I like him. I like him over there. And in the best, who's the host of the draft for Eastman? Isn't it Greenberg now? Oh, I don't know. Is I think it Greenberg? it's Greenberg because that I think what was his name Trey Wingo. I think he's been gone for a while. Yeah, Wingo's been gone for a so good while. So I think while. it's Mike Greenberg is the guy. Which hmm. he, he's might, good at his job. He's just not like an NFL. Yeah, that, that might make me switch over. That might make me switch over to an NFL network. Hold on, Andy says, uh, "How do y'all feel about the college game day guys on there? What they're on there? Yeah, yeah so ESPN ABC. will bounce around and they'll have like the college analysis for these players, oh, which makes total yeah. sense. Which I actually like that. Um, the how I think it's good, but like they, yeah. they put it in after so many years that it's kind of hard to like get behind. Like I think it's good mm-hmm. if you're like a new viewer to the draft, but other than that, it's kind of like you're so used to the normal analysis from like ESPN or." Um, NFL Network that it's like, why am I watching Kirk Herbstreet? Like they did Corso used to be on there for like the first round. I'd be like, Lee Corso doing the draft. Does he even know these prospects? Like I, I just rough. Well, you know, it's good. It's good in the sense of uh, I think for some of the, yeah, you know, the, the, the deep guys, the, the FCS and the D2 guys. I mean, that's where Kuiper and McShay come into play because, you know, let's be honest. Uh, you know, Kirk Herbstreit, David Pollock, they're not they're not looking at those guys. They haven't been right. looking at those guys. But I think when you talk about that first round and especially the big name guys, and they can really especially guys that fall in the draft that are were big name college guys. I just think like the fact that they have been able to see them up close in a non draft light and in just a pure play, I think I think it does add good context to their show. I, I really do enjoy it. Reese Davis as a host for the NFL draft might be decent. Yeah, uh, I don't He's know. If, three. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be, it'd be, you know, good to see him. But uh, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. If you are a fan of the NFL draft, which uh, you should be because it's so much fun. Like it's one of my favorite events out of the whole year. I just glue myself to my phone, the TV, wherever. And I just I love watching it. And I don't know why, like the the late round picks for the, the Falcons, just fifth, sixth round, seventh round. I just I just hope for like a steal. Right. You know, I hope for. Uh, Grady Jamar- Jarrett. I hope, yeah, I hope for Jamari Sawyer, you know, and sometimes you don't get him, but I hope. Uh, so, you know, I hope you guys have a great Thursday night. If you want to, uh, we will be live here on UGA Sports YouTube page. Uh, Blaine Gilmer, uh, No Sean, and TK will be doing a live show uh, for the first round. And then I think uh, myself, Dane, uh, maybe Ben, Jason, uh, Brent, I think we're all going to hop point throughout the show and and uh kind of give our analysis so we'll be on there for a little bit so all right guys we will uh see you later before you leave out though you could hit that like button on this video this podcast will be uploaded to uh wherever you can get your podcast from for your drive for monday morning for ben bachman jason but i'm paul meharry we will see you next week and we are out of here. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week.